in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Schmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta say a huge thank you to my good friend David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official Machine theme. Thank you so much, David B, and if you want to check him out, you can find him at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Also gotta say a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smets, our reigning inner geekdom champion, and future dad-to-be, congratulations Kevin on Baby Smasher. But I gotta say thank you to you for that awesome voice intro. I love it so much. And if you want to go congratulate Kevin or check out his awesome Star Wars KOTOR trilogy movie, you can check that all out at his Twitter at Kev Smets. Uh, let's get into today's episode. So we had a match um, between the Pride versus Real Rejects. We had some crazy new trade stuff. Um, uh, we were filling out the suspects and some celebrity signings. And also going to get into uh, who I'm facing for this IG tournament. So let's get into it. Uh, so we had the match, uh, the Real Rejects versus the Pride. Uh, love the Real Rejects. They are kind of from that era of, you know, not super crazy competitive intense studying, but just having fun and kind of going off your base knowledge and they actually played pretty well for people who aren't like intense kind of studiers um and it's always just fun to watch them in general um they're not super kind of competitive they're just silly and fun and still kind of are pretty good at the game i'd say um when you play them you're not going to be kind of stressing out uh you're just going to kind of be going with it and having a good time so I, I absolutely love the real rejects um the pride seemed to kind of be downplaying the whole kind of crazy healness the over the top healness that they were projecting in that first match um but definitely um not as impressive of a gameplay as they had in their last match um so in round one uh, we had Rachel, I think, putting up four points out of eight and Ben, I think he got six. Uh, so definitely not as strong as their, um, debut showing. Uh, so it was a little bit of a shaky round one for them, but they were in the lead going into round two, 11 to 10. Um, uh, they go first, they spin, uh, opponent's choice and they are given eighties movies. So they did actually have a bit of a struggle, um, in round two, um, they get their first question on multiple choice. They miss their second real rejects. Do not get the steal. They get their third question. Um, they miss, uh, their fourth question on multiple choice. Real rejects do get the steal. They get their fifth. And then on their sixth, they miss on multiple choice and real rejects get the steal again. Uh, so then now it goes to the real rejects. They spin what they actually put on the wheel, I believe, which is horror. They get their first, they get their second, they miss their third on multiple choice, Pride gets the steal. They get their fourth, they miss their fifth on multiple choice, Pride again gets the steal, and they get their sixth. So it's kind of all this whole back and forth of steals here and there. Um, so it's pretty kind of even going into round three with 
uh, real rejects in the lead, 20 to 18. Um, Rachel, she gets there too. Um, Greg, he gets the two on the real reject side. Uh, Ben gets their three. John, he ends up missing their three, which is this Coyote Ugly question, which I believe came up in a past match, which come on, Maria Bello. Love Coyote Ugly. (laughs) And then they miss the five, the Ratatouille question, um, giving the pride the win. Uh, So it was kind of pretty even, I think, throughout the whole match. Um, Pretty back and forth. And I feel like um, just kind of this showing from the pride, considering their first showing, which was pretty strong to this now having to face a pretty good teams like final exam and deep 13. um, It's going to be kind of a tough fight for them, I think. So unless they're putting in that work in this time, this frame of time, um, they might have a little bit of trouble um, just kind of based off of this showing. Um, so we'll see because those two teams that they could potentially face are pretty um, high level. So we'll see how that goes. Um, nothing too crazy in this match. Um, no crazy challenges or anything like that, but just something that uh, has come up a few times this season I've noticed and has kind of become a bit of a pet peeve for me um, is the whole round one rule. I mean, yes, there are rules that are not kind of stated. You kind of just have to, they just kind of have to come up and then we kind of have to figure them out from there. The articles and the apostrophes, the punctuations, um, the uh, Alba Elba things, the, um, well, if there's nobody no movie with that same name does this name that sounds close does that count things like that that you definitely need to kind of think about and figure out on the spot or they're subjective or depends on who's judging all those kinds of rules come up which are understandable that there would be some debate there but before every round there are set rules that are stated round one has a rule that is stated at the front of every round one, that you have to say your answer. You also have to show your answer. And so many times this season, we have seen people give the cute answer, give the silly answer in character, and just show the board and not actually verbalize the answer. That drives me so crazy because it is a set rule. It is a stated rule and nobody's enforcing it either. So, I mean, I guess it's up to the commentators because they are both commentators and judges. And Brianne, uh, Miss Movies, brought up a really great point um, on SD Best Friends on Friday when we discussed the match that, like, if it's a real sport, the commentators who are calling that match aren't the referees. They have separate people to judge those things. Uh, so, and I get the point from the commentators where, you know, they have a job they need to do is to kind of get the match moving, get it moving along and everything like that. So it's hard to kind of stop and focus on things like that. Um, so there definitely needs to be a third party person who can be there and be like, Hey, they did not follow that round one rule, call them on it or whatever. Because yeah, so many people have slid this season doing the cute answer, holding up their board, not both verbalizing and showing. And if you're going to make that an official rule, then you need to enforce it. If you don't care and you don't think it's a big deal, then take it out of the rules. Because let me tell you, if you're going to play me, I will call you on it and you will lose points in a match. So 
yes, it's just something that has been kind of a frustration all season, just watching people slide because they give the cute answer, which it happened in this match with Ben. Ben, um, they asked the question, who directed Crimson Peak? Answer was Guillermo del Toro. I believe John answered Guillermo del Toro and he said it all fancy with the, the R's in it. <laughs> and then Ben said, yeah, like how he said it. And he didn't say Guillermo del Toro. He just pointed at John and said, yeah, what he said and held up his board. If he had done that in a match against me, I would have said challenge. He did not verbalize his answer. He should not get the point. He violated a round one rule. Um, so just know if you play me, I will call you on that shit because it's driving me nuts that so many people, if you go through a lot of the matches that have, uh, have come out this season, it's happened so many times, um, and nobody gets called on it. So I definitely agree with Brianne that there should be a third party kind of judge there to make sure that at least the rules that are stated up front are being enforced. Um, and I think it's also up to the managers to make sure that they call those things out as well, that they are fully aware of the rules um, before each round so that they can be aware to call those things out for their competitors as well. So definitely managers, I think that's really smart for you guys to know the rules and look at those things so that you can call it out if those things are missed. And yes, I'm, I get that the commentators have a job to do, that they are there to get the match moving along. So it's kind of a lot to ask to also have them kind of have to focus on these things when they're just trying to keep things moving. So I definitely agree there. Yes, there should be a third party person who should be in charge of that. And then they can let the commentators know what's going on. But yeah, it has just been driving me nuts all season seeing people just slide on this. It's not getting enforced. And it's a set rule. It's a set rule that's written, that's posted, that's told to you before every match. So like I said, if you don't think that's important enough to enforce then take it out of the rules. But if that is a stated rule, enforce it. And competitors, you, you're you at this long enough, you've watched this long enough to know what you're supposed to do. So yes, rant over. <laughs> but yes, um, really fun match, really great back and forth. Like I said, I mean, the pride, they are heels. So they're supposed to talk a lot of smack. But yeah, it's kind of, hard to talk a lot of smack when you know your performance has gone down a little bit and you're about to face a potentially really great team so I'm curious to see you know if they can put in the work and um kind of get their level up um in their next match because they kind of have an uphill climb um based off their performance in this match. Um, it was a really great fun back and forth, but yeah, to see kind of that bit of a drop from the first match, um, was a bit drastic. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and then we had a lot of crazy draft stuff, um, free agents getting picked up, some trades, people getting dropped and picked up for other people. Um, I was pretty excited about, um, what kind of, conspired for the uh, usual suspects. You know, we were kind of in a tough spot after losing McWeeny. Um, not only were we able to get Ethan Irwin, um, but we were also able to get Molly Damon for the Star Wars tournament. So I'm super excited about that. She is such a badass and I'm excited to kind of see how she does there. I'm really optimistic about her chances. Um, and yeah, just great to have another lady on the squad, um, and in this tournament. So I'm glad we have that spot filled. Um, so we will have a more kind of diverse set of gameplay in, um, 
you know, in all kinds of uh, divisions. So that'll be really great. I'm really happy to get Ethan back. Um, uh, of course, I would love Time Machine to reunite. I also think he would be great with Guy. I also think I would be great with Atchity. So however, Sam wants to mix and match it. Like I said, I um, I support 100% whatever he wants to do um, because we have some great players on our team and I think we could all um, play great um, no matter how you kind of spin it. So yeah, but we also had some pretty big uh, celebrity signings. Uh, we had Chris Jericho going to the rock stars, which was crazy. Uh, Kevin Smith um, going to the quirky Mercs and uh, the usual suspects got Doug Benson. So very exciting stuff. I'm curious to see uh, these uh, competitors play, um, how they do, how they feel about the game. Um, it's going to be kind of a bit of a learning curve, but it's going to be fun to see them kind of get in the mix with everybody. Um, I'm really happy we got Doug. I mean, people can look at him and be like, oh, he's just a pothead. He doesn't know anything. But I mean, if you listen to his podcasts, he knows a lot about movies. I know him to be a pretty good friend of Sam's. Sam has appeared on uh, Doug Loves Movies many times. I've been able to go to a Doug Loves Movies um, and those games get pretty in depth uh, with kind of knowing movie things and movie knowledge. So Doug knows a lot about movies and he has a show called Doug Loves Movies. So um, if you've listened to it, um, you know, he watches a lot of movies. He knows things about them. Um, so I'm definitely excited to have him on our squad and I'm excited to see him compete and see what he can do. Um, and it's going to be really fun. So not really going to get into any of the other, um, you know, factions because, you know, who cares about them? <laughs> but, um, yeah, just excited. We got Doug excited. We got Molly, um, happy for a lot of the, you know, family girls that got drafted and other people who were kind of floating around free agents who got drafted. So congrats to them. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the direction the suspects are taking, you know, we were kind of in a rough spot and I know there were a lot of eyes on us, like, what are they going to do? But I think we are in a great position. We have a pretty diverse squad. Now we have a lot of spots filled and covered. We have our superstar with Ethan um, and we have potential for some great teams. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so excited for the future of the suspects. Um, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. Um, and then the IEG tournament. So the bracket has been released. Um, I was originally going to go up against Eric Zipper, but I believe me and Jen, who is in my faction, we were both on the same side of the bracket. So I think to balance things out, um, they switched it around and now I will be playing John Humphreys. So, um, definitely going to be fun. Uh, I think this is his first foray into inner geekdom. Um, and I feel like it's going to be a really kind of chill, fun match. So win or lose, I think it's going to be fun. I know, I think what has kind of caused me to maybe, um, break down a little bit in matches or, you know, have kind of blank moments is because I'm just too in my head. I've put too much pressure on myself. I'm too intense. Um, and I've kind of just put so much pressure and focus on, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have to win, I have to win. Oh my gosh, this is such a big competitor I'm facing. I have so much to prove, oh my gosh. Like, I think I put so much pressure on myself that that's kind of what causes me problems. Um, and I'm not really having fun. 
so I think if I have somebody, even I was excited to play Zipper because I know I would have had fun against him because Zipper is the best. Um, so I think if I go up against someone who's kind of silly and just kind of just loves doing this just for the fun of it, like I think, um, it'll take some of the pressure off and I can really kind of free my mind a little bit and open it up to all of the things that I am currently absorbing into my brain. Um, <laughs> and just kind of have fun with it. Um, but yeah, I am not, uh, suggesting that, um, John Humphrey is an easy win. Um, but, uh, we will see what happens. I am putting in a lot of work and time. Like I said last week, I am not taking any of this lightly. Um, I know it goes into IG. I'm not just jumping into this thinking, oh, hey, that sounds like it might be fun. Um, I've had, you know, my rough road with singles. Um, you know, teams is something that we're still working out. So that'll be a while before anything in teams kind of happens. And I didn't want to sit on the sidelines. I wanted to get in there. I wanted to score points for my faction. I wanted to represent more ladies in IG. There are three of us at this moment competing in this tournament, which is, uh, you know, great that <laughs> uh, there's at least three of us. Um, and, you know, my squad didn't really have a set IG person. Um, IG is something that I've thought about for a long time. You know, I've been helping other IG competitors study and, um, I've been around it enough to kind of see what goes into it, how much work goes into it. Um, I already kind of delved into deep, intense studying just with singles and teams. So I know how to study. Um, this is kind of a whole different beast. Um, while, while you think it would be easy because you have set things to study, it's a lot of, uh, similar sounding things and, um, just really kind of weird out there things and, um, really deep cut things because you have such a set amount of movies. Everything is kind of going to be a little bit deeper cut. So, um, it's intense and I know that it's intense and I'm not taking any of this lightly and I'm, you know, I, have been putting in the work. I was excited to kind of challenge myself in this way and, um, you know, use this quarantine time to really delve into something and focus in on something. And, um, I'm excited to be doing that. So yeah, I'm excited to play John Humphrey and see if I can get the win. I'm, I'm really hyped, uh, for this tournament to just kind of delve into something new and take on this challenge and take on this new kind of road for the machine. It's been three years in the Schmodown and yeah, I've had a rough road with singles for sure. And so, yeah, I think I'm ready to take on something different and, um, take on that challenge. So yeah, <laughs> super exciting, super crazy. Um, I'm glad it's all kind of set and we're going for it guys. We're going for it. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's it guys. That's the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all are staying safe out there. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can check out the other shows on this feed, the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed every Monday, of course, Machine Mondays right here with me talking Schmodown. Every Wednesday, Morgan hasn't seen where I force Morgan to watch things he hasn't seen. Um, it's usually a, a theme, uh, a, a related series of films or franchise of films. Right now we are doing movies about music. 
Uh, So we are talking hustle and flow this Wednesday. Um, And then we have the flagship show. uh, It's a wonderful podcast where we give love to all those classic movies. Um, So yeah, it's going to be a really uh, great week and you can check all that out on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. You can also support us on Patreon. We have an It's a Wonderful one. uh, It's a Wonderful podcast Patreon at It's a Wonderful one on Patreon.com. We have some awesome tiers. We have fun little videos and um, we do live streams every Sunday with our patrons. You get artwork, custom designs, custom logos for yourself, custom um, motion graphics. Um, uh, You get to vote in polls and help us pick episodes for the shows. So all kinds of fun stuff on our Patreon. So you can check it out at It's a Wonderful One on Patreon.com or just search It's a Wonderful Podcast. It's a great way to support Morgan and all his awesome media sports stuff that he does. Um, it's a great way to support my artwork. Um, and it's a great way to support our podcasts together. So check it out. Um, and if you want to get any merch for any of the shows I mentioned, or just to check out my artwork, you can find it all at my tea shop on tpublic.com at G9Design. Yeah, guys. And you can also leave voice messages as well. If you want to leave a voice message, there's um, a link in uh, the description of every episode of any of our shows. Um, and you can call in and leave a voice message and we will play it on our shows. If you want to... Um, suggest a topic for Machine Mondays if you want to uh, kind of give me your thoughts about whatever happened that past week. Um, yeah, leave leave me a voices message. I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, so yeah, guys, that's it. Uh, I love you guys and I hope you are staying safe and sane and enjoying all the schmodown that we are giving you guys because yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, so yeah, guys, until next time. <laughs> XL, XL, machine out.